You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save thy We continue to work our way through our sermon series on the letters to the churches in the book of Revelation and how we are to be transformed by the message that Jesus sends to those churches. And today, our word of the day is encouragement. I feel like Mr. Rogers was the word of the day, or maybe Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) Yeah, there's a word of the day today. We're to be transformed by encouragement. Now something I'm always shouting at the teens I teach Bible study to about is that you have to pay attention to words. In words, there are clues to meaning and to history. Every word has a history and it helps you understand things more completely. I want to take, take apart the word encouragement for you there. The word encouragement, if you've thought about what it means, it literally means encouragement. To put courage into someone who needs it. And the word courage comes from the Latin word for heart. Like corazón if you speak uh, Spanish. Comes from the word for heart. You're literally putting heart into someone who is in desperate need of it. So they can live life wholeheartedly. That is the destiny for which our God has claimed us. And the letter to the church at Sardis today is Jesus' word of encouragement as are all of the letters that Jesus offers. Now, throughout these letters, there are some hard words from the Lord. And even today, the most beloved Bible verse of all time, John 3.16 in our gospel message, God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him might not perish but have eternal life. That wonderful, beloved Bible verse is nestled in the midst of warnings about not falling away, about not hiding from the light. But that word is a word of encouragement to us. If you love somebody and you see them doing self, something self-destructive, you step forward to help them. Course correct before they bottom out. And that's what our Lord does in these letters to the churches. We're to be people of encouragement. Encouraged and encouraging one another. Now I've learned a couple things about encouragement. I've learned a couple things about science. I've shared before that I love to take my kids to the Franklin Institute. And um, if you haven't been down there recently, there's a section they put in a couple years ago on the neurochemistry of the brain. And this is a lot of fun, especially if you have a young kid. Because when you go into the neurotransmitters, they can climb on them. They're like a jungle gym. They fill this whole room and you get to crawl all over the place. Yes? Could I encourage you to turn your microphone on? You can encourage me to turn my microphone on. Is it... Is it working better? Now it is. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Science. 
Science! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for encouraging me. <laughs> well, when you go to the Franklin Institute, one of the neat sections in that neurochemistry area is when they show you how optical illusions work and things like this, and they, they teach you how your body and how your mind interprets the data coming in, especially through your eyes. Well, there is a uh, section where they show a little stick figure walking. And they, by hitting a button, the stick figure changes the way they're walking. And it's just a common walk like this. But one of the walks is kind of like I'm doing right now. You see them walking. And you hit a button and all of a sudden it goes like this. And instantly, without a word addressed, you know that, that, that you've moved from a normal interaction to someone who's about to intimidate you. Someone who's dangerous to you. Their body language communicates their intentions, communicates the state of their heart. Well, how does a discouraged person look? Head down, shoulders slumped, shuffling. Whereas an encouraged person sits up, their chin comes up, they look up and face the world with square shoulders. Do you know psychologists have discovered that they can cure or at least put a position in a person to be cured of light to moderate depression simply by teaching them to hold their body differently? Our physiology affects our psychology, which is when it brings us around to our other two readings of Scripture today, where the people of the Lord are encouraged to look up, to be filled with courage, even in the midst of calamity. We see in the book of Numbers, we see the people are being bitten by poisonous serpents. They're dying. This is the judgment of God upon their sin. And they're terrified, so they simply turn from that sin and they ask for help and God gives it. Lifts up a serpent, make it out of bronze, a fiery serpent, hoiled up on a staff. And when the people in the camp get bitten, they need only look at the staff and they're cured. Look up and be cured. And Jesus takes that story and retells it about himself. And says, when you're bitten by sin, when the deleterious effects of sin, the fatal mortal effects of sin are impinging upon you, look to Him who is lifted high on the cross and be cured. Have your heart filled again with hope, not fear of judgment, until your works are complete in the sight of the Lord. We are called to be encouraged by the sight of our crucified Lord. Because it is on the cross that He conquers sin, death, and the devil and saves us from the eternal calamity that is the second death in the book of Revelation language. Eternal death. Separation from Him. This is how we are saved. And we are to be encouraged by the sight of every cross we ever encounter. And remember our Lord who hung upon it And we are to encourage one another. Are you feeling beaten down by your own sin? Have you tried to conquer something again and again and again and you don't feel like you have the strength and you just want to give up? Look to the cross. 
Are you sad and you don't feel like it'll ever lift? Look to the cross. Is there a situation in your life that feels hopeless beyond compare? Look to the cross. And have your heart flooded again with the hope that can only come from a crucified God. And when you look at your brothers and sisters and you see that they are flagging or failing, you're to give that encouragement to them. It's a wonderful thing to put your arm around somebody in love, but it's not nearly as good as putting your arm around them in love and pointing their eyes to Jesus, who is the only one who is their real hope. We are people who are to be transformed by our encouragement of one another. And that story was... I have a story that really brought that home to me. How many of you ever have heard the name of Alexander Solzhenitsyn? hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He's one of the great, great human rights activists of the 20th century. He was a man who was a genius at engineering and mathematics. And he was born in Russia. He entered the Red Army and rose to the level of captain. He was a commanding officer, a commissioned officer in that army. And in a private letter to a friend, he wrote some notes that were critical of the regime. And for that, he was arrested and sentenced to eight years of hard labor in a gulag. The gulags were some of the worst places on earth. Over 10 million people, more than twice as many who died as in the Holocaust, died in the gulags of the Soviet Union. Mr. Solzhenitsyn was in there. And first, he came back to the faith he had lost as a child through the intervention, the witness of someone who turned his eyes to the cross and was murdered for his witness. And then, as they continued to beat him down, he just felt like his entire, the entire situation was hopeless beyond all hope. And he came up with the only way out he could come up with. He was going to, when he went out to his work detail that day, he was going to neglect his work until they beat him to death for it. And that would be his escape from the gulag. Well, someone laboring alongside him looked on the, his posture saw that discouragement, must have seen something, maybe saw something in his eyes, but could tell what he was planning. He saw the state of his heart. And as they labored alongside one another, the man reached over with his shovel and in the dirt drew a cross in front of him. Until he saw him look up and then he quick brushed it out of the dirt. But that cross was now blazoned in his mind. His shoulders might be borne down by the hard labor he was being exposed to. But the eyes of his heart were looking up to his Lord and Savior on the cross. And he found the courage to continue on. He continued on for many years before he finally escaped to the West. And then he brought the news of what was going on in Stalinist Russia to the West. In his memoirs called The Gulag Archipelago so that we could stand firm for human rights and not let our knees buckle and bend. Who around you needs the message of the cross? Where do you in your heart need it more than ever? 
Our Lord went to the cross to save us from our sins and the cross has become an image that is meant to fill our hearts with courage. Let us be encouraged by the love of a God who would even die for us and grant that courage to one another. Let us pray. Blessed Heavenly Father, how beyond understanding that you should so love the world that you would give your only Son for us, for it. Fill our hearts with courage when we look upon the cross. Fill us with hope and faith in the promises you give to us and let us share that hope and faith with the world. For Lord, we all are all in need until finally our works are complete in your sight. This we ask in the name of our crucified and risen Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light.